Frontside Nation back in the house. We have a special welcome today. Mr. Jacob Miller is back. Hey, thank He's you back. so much for coming back, man. No problem. I, I, yeah. Rodney gets really hostile when you're gone. <laughs> wow. Yes, he does. We uh, missed you, man. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm glad to be back. This is fun. All it right. is fun. All right, sweet. So going around the table. Tables. We have. We do have. We do have two tables. Yes. Yes. So we have. Jordan Longsword on okay. the other side. Hello, mighty nation. Mm-hmm. And as as we as we mentioned, we have the former missing in action mm. Jacob Miller yep, yep, back yep. in from his UA. Nice. Um, <laughs> military police grabbed him, and then we have uh, yours truly, uh, the problem child, uh, Rodney, and then we have Pastor Ron, deep learning. Oh man, problem child. What problems do you cause? There's no problems at all. Uh, maybe, maybe you're you're just a challenge to Jordan, right? To, yeah, but you're well, not a problem I'm just, at all, I'm just playing right into the. You know, I'm, you know, I live rent free in his mind right now. So yes, you I'm do. Just I love that. I feel phrase. like you teach me so much about trauma. Yeah. <laughs> Man. What? <laughs> That's awesome. Like, I'm just, I'm just learning so much from you, Ryan. That's Thank you. Funny. Nice. That is whatever so, I can do. That <laughs> is call me dad. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. What? That is too funny. You guys, that's awesome. Hey, you know, um, on a, another, some, I guess this topic here, we have a lot of guys that are really into this. Um, recent thread we've been talking about about Lost Boys. At least I hear it. I mean, I hear yeah, so yeah, yeah. many texts or emails, phone calls here at the church, of course, just saying, man, that really opened their eyes. They're ready. So I want to say thank you to um, you guys that are listening to that. And uh, for two of our followers, thank you for listening um, to Jordan. <laughs> yeah. He threw out there, he's like, hey, if you if you support Frontsite, wear a yellow shirt. So you know what? Shout out to Jerry Pettit and to Joe Cook for wearing yellow. Yeah. Harlan. Harlan wore yellow, too. Uh, and a shout-out to Harlan. So we got three. Jordan, you recruited three. I have a confession, though. Oh, what is it? I showed up to church, and Jerry looked at me and was like, ah! And yeah. I was like, why are you looking at me? Oh, no. And it was because he was wearing yellow, and I had no yellow on. Oh, how funny. I, I thought it was the next Sunday. Oh, did honest. it? I, I didn't realize we were on that week. I, so. I was just disappointed in myself, to be yeah. honest. I was disappointed But you know, today I was like thinking about getting a gun. Oh, really? Yeah, but I'm too I'm too young right now, and so I was just wondering, Pastor Ron, do you know like the legal age that I could get a gun? Um. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking around the room, and everybody's just looking at me like. Um, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about that? Um, I think you should own one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. But now, wait, real quick. Yes. First time gun owner. Yes. For any anybody that's listening, what should be the first gun that they get? Shotgun. A shotgun? Does anyone? What? <laughs> a squirt gun. A squirt gun. <laughs> that's honestly what I was about to recommend. I was like, uh, on this episode, we don't know who this is going out to. So Jordan, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you know, ask you to get a water pistol. You know. <laughs> You can, get a six pack, you can get a six-pack at Walmart for like $1.99. Oh, 
I've gotten know? a few of those for students, And only two actually. out of the six ever work. Yeah. You ever find that to be true? Yes. Like, most of the water guns don't work. And they made all in leak. China. Yeah, made in China. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I see what you're talking about now. The title here is Young Guns. I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing, Jordan. I'm with you now. <laughs> I feel like we're on the same page. We, sure. we, are, we are on the same page, Mostly. yes. I yes. had to flip quite a bit to get to that page, yeah. but I'm there. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we are. You're welcome. <laughs> I always love it when he starts on page 47. <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome. All right. We hope that has cheered you up. You're in the mood. We are talking about young guns. So here's what we've done. Um, In a few episodes back, I sort of introduced to you something I really became convicted about as I read and study on this idea of, you know, men that are faithful, men that are godly, men that are biblical. And when I was reading, of course, I came across a lot of material that secular writers, as current as like just a few months ago, like we're in the year 2023, these statistics are out. So the stuff that we're reading and researching wasn't like 2017 or 18. It's current. Now, it's been happening for a while, but here's what I'm saying. I was overwhelmed at how many secular writers are, are now saying we're losing a generation of boys or we've lost them. Yeah, and it's that's not surprising just, to me too. Right? Yeah. And it's not just here in the United States. I mean, we're talking all over the world. Yeah. It's, a, it's the same thread. It's the same concern that's happening. So I immediately dove down into that and just began to study and just sort of set my face, if you will, um, committed towards that. And so what we've done is we sort of sort of diagnosed the problem. We, sh- we shared with you some resources that are out there, resources that I'm reading and how we need to stand up and do something about this. And my call to the men was, look, I know you're dealing with anxiety and bills and pressure and family. Like, I get it. We all are. I mean, everybody in here. And, and I know, and your your situations are unique, but at some point we have to say, all right, I, I get that. But we're all in a foxhole. If you, at some point, we have to come out right. of that foxhole and start fighting, no matter the issues that we have. Mm-hmm. So I put out a strong call uh, to men to basically say, stand up straight, get your head squared away. Walk like you should. Yes, there's a lot of stuff going on in your life, but let's go. Like, let's do this. Let's save our boys. So, yes, we're we're sort of um, aiming at our boys right now. Doesn't mean these principles can't apply to your daughters. We're not excluding them. As a matter of fact, we're going to come back to that. We, we, put, we put a clear call out of what's happening and what we need to do about it. We then sort of spent some time on, well, okay, if we're asking you to raise boys that are godly and biblical, what is a biblical definition of biblical manhood. Like, if we want you to aim at that, do you even know what it looks like? Yeah. Duh, we're front sights. I mean, yeah. if we, we, we got to give you something to focus on. Yes. Okay? We did that. And then we, we looked at some other things, and so we're building up to it, and, and, and you're going to hear about, about that and learn about that. So this one right now, Young Guns, is very specific biblically. Like, I'm going to give some strong biblical material. Obviously, we're trying to raise biblical men, and I want to give you some strong biblical context, practical stuff that you can do with your boys, no matter your their age, no matter where they are. This is these are things you can do, and not just like schoolroom. Now I want you to understand this. This isn't just schoolroom stuff. A lot of it's stuff that you model yeah. Uh, yeah. for them. Oh, okay. Which is the whole thing. Remember, yeah, if you yeah. go back to when we started talking about this, what's absent right now. Is um is intentional mentorship and intentional discipleship like we've never seen before, 
We're in the age of the influencer, which we there's always been influences, but the age of the, the, the social media influencer where there's other voices that are speaking into these boys' lives because they don't really have it. They're searching that. Right. To some extent, yeah. that's not wrong. I search influencers as well on certain topics that are out there. Like I search commentators, you know, and so yeah, forth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we want to talk about just four things uh, right now in this episode of how you can make your boys young guns, like young warriors, yeah. young fighters, mm. what to be disciplined in, what to aim at, what to stay strong in. So let's talk about this. I, I love 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Yeah. We've used this verse a number of times because it, it obviously is a it's a front sight verse, I think. Just listen to these. I, I'm going to read them as it's written. There's, there's a number of commas in this short little verse, and so I'm going to pause for emphasis, but I want you to hear this. 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Be watchful, first part. Stand firm in the faith, second part. Act like men, period. Then he says, be strong. So let me read it one more time. Be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. You can't get a more clear, concise, like, do this (laughs) type of verse. I absolutely love that. All right, so if we're talking about how to raise young boys... Young Warriors, I think this follows an episode on the, the Father Warrior. There's, there's episodes that all lead up to this, right? And, and what is what is the dirty stuff, like what to avoid? So now Dazzy sort of, sort of instructed you what does a warrior in your life look like? What are some things you need to sort of keep out of your son's life? Now we want to show you what to how to develop them yeah. and uh, disciple them. Here's the first thing I, I study when I looked at this. First of all, I think we have to teach them how to battle in the heavenlies. So this also coincides with a sermon series that we just finished, at least here at Waterstone Church, um, Thy Kingdom. Right. And it's also coinciding with the um, sermon series on Courageous. So all of this material, to some extent, sort of blends. So if you're if you're not a member of the Waterstone Church family and you're in another state, you do have access to the messages. I would encourage you to go back to listen to um, the Thy Kingdom series. It's 24 sermons, and we just uh, are sort of in the middle of a courageous sermon series. All of this material just sort of complements one another. Here's what I mean by battle in the heavenlies. For most of us, we teach our boys like how to be brave to go to school. Right. Like you can walk down the hallway. It's okay. You can go into your room. You can try this new sport. You can go hang out with your friends. Come on, let's go water skiing. Like, you know, like yeah, we, yeah, we put yeah. before them like these natural challenges but we often forget that the greatest strength that they need to walk on the earthlies is a biblical perspective from the heavenlies. Yeah. Mm. I, I find that it's the my, my two kids, actually all three of them, are most res, receptive, actually, to explanations about how the situation they're going through is actually spiritual warfare. A perfect. They actually respond more, uh, you know, more receptively to that than they do trying to reason based on, you know, earthly platitudes. And and, and I think that's natural because they're wired that way. Obviously, they're yeah. created by God, and not all of your children are believers. They're still young, right? But even then, they get that. Mm. They understand that what it means to that they were created by God to do that. So also on Encourage Radio, we've been talking about, for parents, yeah. we've been talking about principles and foundations. Like, in other words... You can't just give your child, like to Rodney's point, you can't just give your child an instruction without having a basis or a principle or a foundation behind it. Because they're naturally going to ask, like, why? Why should I obey? Why should I listen? Why should I do this? And then most often parents say, because I said so. Well, that doesn't work. 
So you have to give them an explanation. So what you're doing is absolutely perfect. You sort of give them this earthly, um, this heavenly perspective of an earthly walk. Yeah. So look, really simple. It, it's simple in, in d- to discuss this. But what does it mean to teach them how to battle in the heavenlies? Dads, listen. All right, so you have to teach them what it means to be a person of self-discipline. Mm. Like, do they see you getting up faithfully uh, on time, going to going to work on time, choosing to eat right? Okay, so following an episode where we were like, these are the the dirty dozen, these are the things to avoid. Do they see you avoiding those things? Mm, that's good. It's kind of hard to tell your kids, like, don't smoke. Well, Dad, you do three packs a day. I know, son, but no. Like, yeah. it's hard to teach them something to not do if yeah. they see you doing it. They're going to learn more from your actions than your words. 100%. Prioritizing your time, come straight home, turn on the TV, kick the shoes off, don't help around the house. Wow. You know? Enough but said then, there. But then you wow. tell your child when they come home from school, get on your chores, you know? Right. Mm. So they watch Dad do the exact opposite. It, Exactly. Wow. Well said, well articulated, absolutely well put. That's that's exactly what I mean. So our, our boys, they, they need to be taught self-discipline. Um, I can remember like my dad owned his own business, and I think that helped me in ministry because I think you understand what I'm about to say. I don't have a boss per se here. Now, I do. God is my boss, and you know, you know what I mean? But in the staff is sort of like a watching boss. If you know what I mean, like they'll know whether or not I'm goofing off. The church is like a, a, a watching boss. They're, they're going to know when I stand up to preach if I've been goofing off this week and have nothing to come out of me. So yeah, you understand what I'm right. saying. But what I mean is I'm not going to have somebody from Waterstone Church call me and say, Pastor Ron, get up. It's time to be here. Like I have to get myself up. Yeah. Like I have to tell myself if my desk doesn't produce, everybody around me doesn't have anything to work on. So my dad was that way. He's like, if I don't get up and go out and, and find jobs – we don't have jobs to work on. Mm-hmm. So I understand this idea, but we need to be teaching our boys like areas of self-discipline. Like there are other people that are going to be dependent on you as a as a man. You are a, a provider. So in order to learn that, you have to learn how to discipline yourself, not always be driven by somebody else. Even yeah. if you work under a boss, and no matter what company you work in, this, they're still going to honor self-discipline. Like they're, yeah. you're going to rise in the ranks in the right. corporation if they see that. Well, and if you're weak in this area, don't don't give in to it. Say mm. this is an area that I got to work on. Let's do it together. Great point. Like don't That's don't just concede that point to to failure. Say this isn't. I mean, it's it's. I think it's important for kids to realize that their children are not that that your children realize you're not perfect. Yes, mm. that you're not mistake free, but that you'll that you're accountable to God. That you're willing to change. You're willing to to notice that you need to work on things. And so, don't concede the point. Like say, look, I I struggle with it. Let's do it together. Yes, absolutely, mm. absolutely. Like I can remember with my dad, um, we would have to drive pretty far to go get um natural stone. This is before like. A manufactured stone was, you know, it was a thing. So we would literally drive to parts of Georgia, and my dad would pick out the color he wanted. The the guy would blast it out of a mountain. I thought that was wow. the coolest thing. He'd That's blast funny. it out of a mountain and then load it on pallets and then load it in the car. But he said, "Do you want to go with me?" And um, and of course, you know, he was like, we got to get up at three in the morning. And I'm like, no, I don't want to go with you. You know, <laughs> yeah. but that's what I was saying to myself. But he's, here's what he said. He goes, I need you to keep me awake. Mm-hmm. Now, after about the third time I did that, I realized he really didn't need me to keep him awake because I fell asleep within 10 minutes of in that <laughs> truck ride. Yeah. I was thinking he was inviting me along, one, to spend time with him, but he was inviting me along. I didn't have to keep him awake. My dad, my dad loves to drive. So he stayed up all the time. 
But I learned what he was trying to teach me was keep myself awake. But mm. I didn't learn that till much later because when I became 16, he's like, now you're driving. I was like, what? He's like, okay, everything I taught you leading up to this is now coming out. Mm-hmm. So to Rodney's point, one of the best things you can do is not just teach your, like tell your kids, it's invite them in. Admit where you're weak. Admit where you're struggling. Like my dad, invite invite your son into that process and say, help me work on this together and I'll work on it with you. All right, teach them how to battle in the heavenlies. You got to be people, young boys of self-discipline. Prayer. Yeah. Prayer. Dads, 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 dads. You, you have to be men of prayer. Now, I have admitted a thousand times that Raina probably has a much stronger personal prayer life than I do. I mean, her prayer life is so um, developed. But nonetheless, your kids need to know that you are a praying person. Yeah. Now, I can also say this. My girls have probably seen Raina pray more in her Bible study time as a mom because she was a little bit more at the house like than I was here at the church. But when they're at the church, they will... My girls have always heard people come up and say, thank you for praying for me on this. Thank you. And of, you're saying, of course they would, because you're a pastor. That's not really the point. The point is they're hearing people affirm to me that your dad's a praying person. And it's also affirmed in the house when you guys are facing like different um, difficulties, you know, or... different difficulties, you're facing different um, decisions and you guys yeah. always are turning to prayer as yeah. a family, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I don't know, I've seen that in Rodney's Rodney's kids and also yeah. your kids, um, especially, like, that's how they learn to pray. Yes. I mean, because they're going to fight. Again, They're gonna the, the biggest battles they're going to fight are going to be spiritual warfare. Yeah. The Bible yeah. tells us that. It's not against flesh and blood, even though that employee, that kid in the in the schoolyard, that teacher in the classroom, something, there's there's going to be physical effects around us, but that's not our real enemy. Teaching them to, to battle that in prayer, like, Teach your sons how to pray. Yeah. Like battle it out. Here's another one. Teach your to, uh, in the to battle in the heavenlies. Teach them how to trust. Mm. That's important. Why do we think trust is? I don't. Maybe it's just me. Should I? All right, Rodney, correct me if I'm wrong. Right? Why do we think that trust is more of a feminine issue than a masculine issue? Mm. Am, am I do am I am I perceiving that wrong? But sometimes when we say the word trust. Are, are, I think women are probably better at trusting, or maybe trust is more demanded of them than of us. At least it's sort of taught. Mm. At least I think. Maybe, maybe you know, having three daughters. I, I, I think I know where you're coming from. You know what I mean? That. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, especially like if you think about marriage, when a woman's going to a guy, she kind of has to trust that he's going to lead her. Okay, that's it. You know, and the guy's supposed to like, ah, uh, he's supposed to sacrifice Right. You know, which is which is true. So it's like, I guess that could be where that's coming from. Uh, you know, for me, I, I, sometimes I adopt the, uh, being a guy, I adopt the attitude of like, let's just go for it, like run into the burning building. Oh, yeah. And then if, and then, <laughs> yeah. and then if you know, somebody needs to take me to the hospital or, you know, it's yeah. like, whereas my wife's like, well, let's just trust and pray and see how this works mm. out. I'm like, no, let's go. You know, you, you know, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think it's more built in to, to women to submit because trust is submission. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Trust is basically saying, I'm not going to act first. I'm going to trust first. Mm, yeah. Whereas a guy I would, acts I, first. That's, that was where I was leaning is that where we, I mean, I think most guys naturally try to problem solve. That's it. That's what it, I was trying to say. Like mm-hmm. cor- corrective action. Yes. And so, you know, whereas, you know, we don't take that step back, which yes. it, quite honestly, I've learned a lot of that from you in this office since we got into ministry is to, you know, it, it, your thoughts on the matter are generally not, 
going to be the ultimate uh, decision that God, God doesn't go, that's a great idea. Yeah, right. let's do that. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that doesn't I hadn't happen. thought about that. Yeah. yeah it, <laughs> no, but, 100%. So, yeah, I, w- I would say that our, the, the, the man's inclination is to solve the problem because it's solvable, at least yeah. in your mind. Right. Right? It's, it's something I can do with my eyes closed. It doesn't mean that's what God wants you to do in that situation. Well said. That's something I can do with my eyes closed. Well said. That doesn't mean that's what God wants me to do. So sometimes I think, yeah, we just close our eyes and run in rather than trust. But trust is is also something learned out of self-discipline, which is why these are stacked in this order, and it's something that's learned out of prayer. Yeah. Okay? Here's, a, here's another one. Teach them how to battle in the heavenlies. Teach them how to obey God. Teach them how to absolutely obey God. When he says stop, stop. When he says walk, walk. When he says go, go. When he says give, give. When he says serve, serve. When he says, you see that person over there? Yes. I need you to pray for them right now. And you're like, I don't know who that is. I just see the back of their head. Well, you pray for them. Yeah. Like you have to start teaching your boys. This is how they battle. And it's also teaching them how to um, discern God at the same time. Yes. Like telling them how you're discerning God in your own life. Yes. Yeah. Because if they don't know what God's telling them, they're not going to be able to obey. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Now, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, in fact, it just happened recently. Um, You know, I had had two kids hacking, so Harlan had relocated (laughs) himself (laughs) to another part of the house, and he was having trouble sleeping, Mm. and but he's been having trouble sleeping for a while, tinnitus, all this different different stuff. And so he was like, I'm just having problems. And I said, well, let's just sit down and pray for it. And so we prayed. And and, and after we were done, or no, before we prayed, he goes, well, I think it, I think it would help if you did, because he's not listening to me right now. Wow. And oh, I, had, wow. I had to, I, but it was an opportunity for me to step mm-hmm. in at that moment because he's young, mm-hmm. you know, and he's thinking, right. well... God is saying to him that I'm not listening to you right now, or like right. your prayer is in in in, in, my, in the world of priorities that I have not important. Mm. So it was an opportunity I had just by praying with him to understand where his mind was, so oh, yeah. I could step in and, and explain that timing, like what is what is God trying to tell you in this, and wow. and what those moments are. So wow, what important words those were. For yeah. him, for you to hear and that he was he's not so listening thankful to me. Af- afterwards. Uh. He's like, I didn't even think of that. I didn't realize that. Mm. You know, thank you, Daddy. So it was, it was a good situation to do that, to stop and do that. Where uh, initially, the first thing that hits my mind: Well, are you doing this? Is this happening? Well, let's close the, the drapes. You know, the, too many lights. Yeah. And the, like, you start That's going through all it. the logical banter yeah. in your mind of of why you're not sleeping. And he really needed to pray. He needed me to pray, actually. You just wow. you just summed the whole thing up in a in a real life illustration that's happening right now. That literally is it. You wanted to do the logical, earthly, natural things, which need to be done. If you go in there, the blinds are open, and you know music's playing. Duh. But you you approached it with the spiritual, then the logical. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Absolutely. All right. So here's another one. Teach them how to battle in the heavenlies is number one. How to make young guns. Number two. Show them what honor and respect look like. Whoa. I'm going to develop a whole other um, episode on this, but take honor and respect like in a different way, like honor and respect authority, honor and respect people's opinions, but nonetheless still know how to speak truth into their life, know how to follow leadership, all that. But let let me just talk about it in this way, in the context of making a young Godly, biblical man. They need to know what honor and respect look like. Let me just give you the categories. First of all, dads, 
you have to be teaching them how to honor his mom. Yeah. Hmm. I will never, ever forget what I heard my mom say years ago. If you don't remember this, my mom was considered the love doctor. Um, all the girls, no matter what age, just came to her and, and said, I can't figure this guy out. Here's what he's doing. Um, she was sought after by so, so many um, young ladies. And I was listening to her one day, and here's what she said. She said, how does that young man treat his mother? She goes, I don't know. I've never paid attention. She goes, how he treats his mother is how he'll treat you. Mm. Yeah. Very true. And I went, what? I know, right? You guys have heard that before. And I was like, what? That stuck in my mind. Ever since then, I mean, ever since, I, literally ever since that day, I have literally watched young boys and how they treat their mom. Yeah. I yeah. can't take my eyes off of it. Yeah. Like, it is so true. You're the one that shows them how to honor his mom because that's how you honor her, obviously, as your wife and as a female. Why is that important? Because how he honors his mom is how he will treat women. Yeah. And so if you have a young boy, one of the one of the many goals, but one of the goals is is that when he begins to date, that he would treat that girl with the utmost respect. Yes. Things like he would open the door, but he would honor her, he would love her, he would encourage her, and so forth. We need them to understand how to honor his mom, how to show love, um, how to respect. Now, again, honor, notice this, honor is going to start at home, okay? That's where honor is first learned, then it's fleshed out in, in other places. Here's another one. When you're showing them what honor and respect look like, show them how to honor his friends. Yeah, Man, gossip and um, backstabbing and hypocrisy and uh, talking, you know, ill of others. Mm-hmm. Rodney, when you and I were growing up, we, we, I'm sure our friends talked about us, but we didn't see it on social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't hanging out with 10 friends and then three hours later, you see they were, you know, um, uh, talking about us, yeah. right? Here's a video of just how stupid he is. Right. Yeah. yeah. What do they call? Oh, the worst trying to kind of my mind. Um, subtexting, subtweeting. Is that what it's called? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that yeah. what that word I'm looking for? Like, you, you know, they're talking about you, but they're not. They're not saying your name. Yeah. Yeah. And so forth. But how Except to honor? Now you is have for, to pretend that you don't know. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh right. My oh my <laughs> gosh. How to honor his friends? Why is that important? Because that's the kind of employee he will be. Yeah. Mm. Raina says something. Our girls, when they were young and could understand it, she said, "If somebody's coming to you." talking about somebody else. They're going to others and talking about you. Yes. Yeah. A gossip yes. is a gossip is a gossip. Yeah. So if they come in and go, oh, hey, did you know about so-and-so? And they're da 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 Well, if that person's doing that to you about them, or they're doing that to you, to other people, like yes. they're talking about you. We've all been around those people in employee situations where yeah. one minute you just think they're your your best friend and a confidant, or you're just having a conversation. And then like the next day you find out, they said, what about me? Yeah. yeah. They, they said, what about, yeah. wait, what? That's not but at all what we were talking Like in school, that oh. that's like so, like, first, it's so normal there. Mm. And it's also like what makes it interesting for a lot of people. And they think that's just like how life is because that's how it looks in movies. That's a great point. But yeah. they just, they, they just don't know. They right. don't know what it's like really supposed to look like. They don't know what real friends look like. That but, is such a good point. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyways, they 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 need to learn how to honor 
the but mom. But no, that's that's such a great point. Like, I don't know what one of the shows that my girls are watching. I'm like, y'all are still watching that show? All they do is like, oh my gosh, nag, 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 and, like and Gilmore Girls or whatever it is. Oh, I wasn't gonna say it, but you said it. <laughs> I hate that show, bro. <laughs> but it's, it's in a constant like, ee, I, yes. you know, it's it's like, can y'all not hear that? But it's, they it's, it's they don't watch it often. But when every time I come in, I'm like, man, do you hear how she's talking no, about that? No, bro. It's like any show that's like interesting is interesting because of the the uh, relational difficulties. The drama. Yeah. Yes. Big Brother, Survivor, name all yeah, those yeah, dumb yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, bruh, yeah. they said what? And then it's like, that's what makes it interesting. But, and they're like, I have to do that at my house. And yeah. my He's bringing Jordan. Oh, yeah. Crazy enough is actually bringing up a good point. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, it, it's strange that it's strange that he's. Okay, so. I think most people. I think most people realize how important, like how valuable, or I should say, valuable is maybe not the right. How incredibly uh, powerful the external influences to change what manhood are right now. Yes, yes. And so it's interesting, you know, going back to when you you're talking about Dell's self discipline, like the world. I should say the powers that be. We'll leave it at that because right. Satan influences all of it, but. They want a man who, like Christianity, is radical now. Right. It, Christianity is seen as absolutely is even as yes. conservative as, as as it is. It's, it's considered radical, right. and so they are set out to change your radical thinking and radical behavior. Yes. They they want to homogenize correct people's thoughts, and and they want men who do not stand up, do not fight, are capitulate, yes. are yeah. soft. That's what I mean. And so like. So what you're saying, Jordan, is 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 people that are just falling into the cultural influences that are designed, they're mechanisms of Satan himself. Yes. Yeah. 100%. I mean, how often do you see like a strong guy figure in these shows? You don't. Right. Yeah. Right. It's like they're not represented. And they're and it's like if they are represented, then that show is now going to be canceled because like, I don't know, man. It's so dumb. No, you're man. right. But hundred percent right. So show him how to honor friends. Very few people know how to have have and make friends. Here's another one, how to honor his dad, mm. like how to honor you. Now, mm. a lot of this is probably going to come from the support and the help of your wife, yeah. where she's going to have, like, yeah. you know, your first it was honor his mom, that's you. Now honor how to honor you, the dad. Why? Because how he learns to follow and honor you will determine what kind of leader he will be. Really, like he, it, that will show you what kind of leader he's going to be. So y- you are that role model for him. Like, I want to be like my dad in this area. Like, I want to be like my dad in this area. That is so true. So um, obviously, moms, if you're listening, one of your roles in developing young guns is show them how to honor his dad. Like, start speaking the strengths of what your husband does. Have you ever noticed your dad gets up and works hard? Have you ever noticed your dad comes in and does this? Have you ever noticed your dad does this and that and does laundry? Have you ever noticed how your dad will listen a whole lot, but then say just a few words? Have you ever know, like call out, yeah. like wives call out what your dad, what your husband does in the areas of self-discipline, prayer, trust, obedience, honor, and respect. Mm. Like say that, like say that yeah. out to your children, because naturally when you're raising kids, there's going to be a time when your kids sort of are, are like, uh, mom and dad are always, all they do is, is ever lecture me. Like that, that, that's natural, right? All I ever get is more instruction than I do friendship or relationship. But calling out the attributes of a godly husband, a godly father to your children, like just little things. If you're having dinner 
and he's the first one up to wash dishes or, or whatever it may be, or he's always out grilling and it's like 109 degrees outside, but he's standing yeah. over the grill say, isn't that awesome of your dad? It's hot as all get out, but your dad's choosing to little things like that. And, and the way you just said that is like the opposite of how so many people will do that. And the natural way, yeah. like the way that a lot of people will do it is like, do you see what your dad just did? Yeah, right. you should be doing that too. That's true. You know, and it's like, you know, there's some times for that, but like there's so yeah, you often. Don't even have, like to your point, you don't even have to say that. If you just yes. point out yeah, if how, you're just, how good that yes. is. That you, if you're just, just genuinely just appreciating your husband or your wife. Yes. Instead of like trying to like, I don't know, guilt somebody into doing something for you. That yeah. is so true. That's a good point. The way you said that. That is so true. I've seen that a lot. Right. I've also seen a lot of guys that are like trying to lead their wife and just really struggle right. with like, because whether it's not consistent or whatever it is, but the the wife just needs that consistent leadership, I feel yes. like. You know? Again, consistency in, in relationships, consistency in parenting, consistency in marriage. Consistency literally is like the vitamin C of relationship. Mm -hmm. I mean, one, it's not just parents being consistent in discipline and expectations. It's like if if a wife consistently honors yes. the, the dad and if the dad consistently honors the mom. Mm -hmm. um, How do so, you honor your dad? Yeah, right. I mean, you know, I, I realize there are a lot of men out there who have very poor examples right. as fathers. Yeah. And there's, that's a, that's a, I mean, I'm already thinking about Bible studies on Bible studies here, but one of the things I can think of is that if, if you, if you have any kind of mm -hmm. amicable relationship with your father, you should be talking and, in, in, in speaking about the positive influences your father had. You should maintain communication because it's kind of like, why should I go to church if my dad doesn't think it's important enough for him? Why should I listen to my dad if my dad doesn't care enough to listen to his True. own? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. try to maintain some level of relationship that that asserts that there is influence on Correct. from from the from your earthly father. And that's another valid point. Yeah, absolutely. That's a great point. Here's the last one in showing them honor and respect. Honor God, show them how to honor God. What does that mean? That this will determine what kind of believer he mm. will be. Yeah. Mm. So I don't believe in this whole idea of deconstructing faith. I don't believe you can deconstruct no. faith. It, it grabs you. Um, you never had it. If you can deconstruct it, you never had it. Yeah. I'll be totally honest. Um, I think that's just a, a, a horrible misnomer. And I think that's yeah. one of Satan's attacks, that you can destroy the arguments of God. No. The Bible says uh, God's word comes in and destroys the arguments against him. That's so right. we understand that, right? Anyway, moving on. Uh, you and I can need to show them how to honor God uh, because that's going to determine what kind of believer he's going to. Dad's listen. The same struggles you're facing right now, one day your boys will do. Your yep. boys will do the same thing. Mm. Your boys will face the struggle of anxiety, discouragement, um, carrying the weight of provision. Am I really who I think I am? They're going to go through, quote, unquote, life crises. Mm. What you're going through is what they're going to go through. So now that you know that. One, go through it yourself, but then show them how they can go through it by honoring God in the process. Mm -hmm. All right, so to be good with our time, we have two more topics to talk about. Teach them how to battle in the heavenlies. Show them what honor and respect look like. This is making them young guns, how to battle. Here's the, here's the next one. Build the right muscles. Mm -hmm. Build the right yeah. muscles. Okay, maybe this one's a little bit easier for me to understand. Um, because I played soccer, I had legs and lungs for days, if you will, <laughs> but I had no upper body strength. Like I can remember, I, remember I told you guys, I tried to play out for football. My dad went out and bought me an entire weight set. 
I couldn't lift squat. Oh, man. Going to the Marine Corps, the biggest thing I was worried about in the Marine Corps was the pull-ups. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, I do not want to be put in the pork chop platoon because I can't do, you know, the pull-ups. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, Kip was my best friend, you know, if you will. I, I did not want I, – I feared that more than anything else. Here's what I mean. Yes, you want your son to be physically strong, but what's going to make them um, – Help help their physical strength is their spiritual strength. Yep. Going back to how to battle in the heavenly, self-discipline, prayer, trust, and obey. Let me let me read to you Psalm 1. Uh, this is such a powerful verse. And by the way, Psalm 1 can be laid over the life of Samson. So you take Psalm 1, what I'm about to read, and you can lay this over Samson's life. Okay. Samson was physically strong, yeah. but he failed in this area of spirituality. Like as I'm reading Psalm one, you can you can watch this in chronological order of how mm-hmm. Samson began to do these things and he fell. Okay, here it is. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Mm. All right, help your son see where not to walk. Yes, right. That's where we're going to go to. Nor stands in the way of sinners. First, they're going to walk by it and hear it. Then, if they're not careful, they're going to they're going to stand in the way of sinners. Like now, they're going to sit and stand and hear. Nor sit. In the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. Now continue reading Psalm one, but for the for this podcast episode, I want to focus on those that that first verse. Blessed is a man, blessed is the dad, let me phrase it this way, who teaches his son to not walk in the counsel of the wicked, teaches his son to not stand in the way of sinners, teaches his son to not sit. In the seat of scoffers. All right, the Bible identifies three areas where we all are tempted every day. The lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. We know that. All three are right here in that one verse. Every one of them. So for the desires of our heart, we call those the lust of the eyes. You've got to give him, your son, you've got to give them the right way to view life. Yeah. Come on, we do we not know this? The world throws stuff at us all the time that just dazzles and and it's it's jazzy and it's flashy and it's fun and we think that's what we need. If I just get this, if I have this, if I become this, if I go there, then I'm something. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So in order to teach your son how to be a young warrior for God, you have to show them what desires to have, which is why I started with verse two, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. Give you've got to give him the right way to view life. You have to start having these conversations with him now. This says stuff like this. There's two philosophies at work. There's the world's philosophy, and here's what the world says. Have, drive, own, be, acquire, look, smell, feel. Son, fight every bit of that. Fight every bit of that. And and your right view of life should be, am I doing what God has called me to do? Am I becoming who God wants me to be? Am I fulfilling God's purpose in my life? Only you can help him discover that, okay? But that's for the desires, for purity. Okay, build the right muscles. The muscles are desires, purity, and ego. Purity is this, the lust of the flesh. You have to start letting him know how to handle temptation. Mm -hmm. He is going to be massively tempted in so many areas, and you have to help him understand self-control as it's developed through prayer, trust, and obedience. Now, in the area of ego, pride of life, the, the, the sin of Satan was pride. Yes. And that's how he attacks you and I now. He fell from heaven. We, we know that. He fell from heaven because of pride. Somebody defined or used an acronym for um, ego as this, edging, 
God out. Mm. Like whenever we're full of pride, we've pushed God aside, Yes, if you know what I mean. So the right muscles you want him to develop are desires, purity, and ego. And just trust me, when he when he develops those inner muscles, he will be so much physically stronger on the outside. Right. You want him to be able to withstand the worldly attacks, not just withstand like physical attacks. Yeah. Yes. He'll have like mental clarity. He'll be like 100. Okay. This 100%. Yes. Absolutely, 100%. That's what you want him. So build the right muscles. Show them what honor and respect look like. Teach them how to battle in the heavenlies. Here's my last one. Encourage our boys to do the hard things. Mm, yeah. Encourage them to do the hard things. Yes. Now, I don't mean jumping off of a diving board that's 10 feet high only. I don't oh. mean like climbing a tree that's really tall and scary. Yeah. yeah you didn't say to do scary things. Thank you. You said hard things. Oh, thank you. wow. Yes. Yeah. Not, Some, not yeah. taking the easy road. Exactly. Not take the easy road. You ha- If they're going to be a provider, if they're going to be a protector, if, if they're, if they're going to live out their godly purpose in life, they're going to have to learn how to push through. Yeah. They're going to have to learn how to face physical fears, spiritual fears, worldly fears. They're going to have to learn how to do like the hard things. All right, I'm going to give you a really ridiculous illustration from my life. Oh. I I was a young boy when the whole thing of Bigfoot first came out. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you, I straight up 100% believe Bigfoot was real. <laughs> my bedroom had a ginormous window in it, like a dual paint, like double, whatever it's called, double windows. It was huge. And it faced the woods. Oh, my gosh. I think I was six or five, six or seven years old. I promise you, I, I 100% believe Bigfoot lived in those woods. <laughs> we had a dog named Coco. And he snored. Very seldom did he ever sleep in my room. Oh, okay. But one night he comes into my room and he's under my bed and he starts snoring. I froze. I thought, I, I promise you to this day, I can go no back way. to that moment. I knew that was Bigfoot outside my window. No. I this... just, I, I knew that was it. And I mean, I was a scaredy cat as a kid. I wouldn't even take the trash out. Later, we moved out oh, to the man. country. There was 400 acres of land beside us. It wasn't ours, but 400 acres of wood beside us. And the trash was on the other side of the house that was right on the edge oh, yeah, of yeah. those woods. And there were no lights out in the country. None. Mm. None. Yeah. And my dad was like, take the trash out. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he was like, son, there's nothing out there. And I'm like, Bigfoot's out there. And my dad's like, Bigfoot's not real. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. But my dad literally would, he he help, which all dads have done. We've all gone through moments like this. Like he would... He would walk me so far. He's like, I'll go with you. And then he's like, now I'll go halfway. And then I'll come inside. I'll turn these lights on. And eventually he got to the point where he was like, you need to learn to walk out there and just bear dark and just trust that what you've already experienced. He's like, son, the woods are the same at night as they are in the day. Yeah. So you can walk out. And I was like, oh, never thought about it that way. It's just dark. Silly illustration. But what I'm trying to say is teach your kids to push through those fears force them out in those areas where it's uncomfortable. Because guess what? God's going to do the same thing with them when it comes to being spiritual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need you to take a step where you've never stepped before. Yeah. I need you to trust me where you've never trusted me before. Yeah. yeah. I need you to hear me when there's a lot of voices around you. I need you to only hear my voice. 
I, I need you right now that you think Bigfoot's real, like the, <laughs> the Bigfoot of temptation, the Bigfoot of bills, the Bigfoot of finances, whatever. Right. Like I need you to know right now, you think there's a real animal out there, but I'm telling you right now that in Christ, you can trust, you can obey. When God calls you to step forward, when he calls you to build an ark, when he calls you to go out and battle, when he calls you to do this, you can do it. Start now. Yeah. yeah. And, and the labor of it as and well. The, come on. So, you know, kids are are intrinsically selfish creatures yes. and it's unfortunate you know the unfortunate reality is that when you're born you can't take care of yourself so we grow right. up with everyone doing everything for oh, us great it point. becomes the expected reality mm-hmm. yeah. and then you have to train a child out of that right yeah and so it's like oh why do i have to do that i have to pick up clothes i think you know and it's like yeah you know these clothes don't wash themselves believe it or not right so you gotta train a child particularly boys to not be lazy, yes. that work is good, that labor is good, and, and that there's a reward for yes. the, the more intensive and the better effort you put into it. To absolutely. It. Yep, absolutely. That's This is what, and, and there's so much more we could talk on, but mm-hmm. I want to just give you these four sort of headline um, items of how to battle in the heavenlies, show them honor and respect, build the right muscles, and encourage him to do the hard things. And just trust me, when you're doing this as as early as when they're born, all the way up until, of course, they're older. But by, if you'll do that consistently for five or six, seven years in those formative years, then when they're 18, 19, or 20, just trust me, it may not seem like it, but slowly it will, it will come back as recall in their brain, and they will begin to flesh those things. They will come back to you one day and say, Dad, I remember when we were 12, and you said the same people that I see in fifth grade are the same people I'm go- I saw in, in my job, which is true. You never leave the fifth grade, by the way. Um, <laughs> the same people, the same pro- the same friends you had in fifth yeah. grade, what they did in fifth grade, are going to be the same ones you see at your job. Yeah. yeah. Right? That never changes. Your, your son will come back to you and say, and Dad, thank you. I now know how to handle this, that, this, that, this, that. Yeah. We need to raise up some young guns, and this is how we start the process of, of saving our lost boys. Man, I'm so thankful for you guys. Listening, Jordan, uh, Rodney, Jacob, y'all gave great insight and input to this. Dads, we love you. Remember, you absolutely matter. Don't let the devil tell you anything else. Don't let your feelings tell you anything mm-hmm. else. Pick your own self up and say, I matter, and God has called me, and I'm going to fight for my boys. I'm going to fight for my family. Let's go. Let's do this, all right? All right. Here we go. Front sight. Ready on the right. Ready on the left. Ready like, on the share, first subscribe. Like, share, subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that should be like ready on the right. Like, ready on the left. Share. Ready. Already on the firing line. Subscribe. Yeah. Sounds I don't like know. a plan. Let's boom, do boom, it. Boom, 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 boom. Man. <laughs> Yo, shoot up those buttons, guys. All right, Jordan. Good luck on finding a water pistol. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>